Welcome to Growing in His Word. I'm Pastor Joseph, and God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in, wherever you may be. YouTube, we're all over. Praise the Lord Jesus. Growing in His Word was made for you guys to see God's Word come alive, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We're in the book of John, and we're going to have some fun today. There's plenty of nuggets to go around today in God's Word, man. You guys are going to be blessed. Lazarus was healed last week. Jesus raised him from the dead. We're in John chapter 12 now. It's an awesome time. Jesus knew Lazarus had to be waking up. He died and he had compassion on Lazarus. And he's going to have compassion on this sermon. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Here we go. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord Jesus, we're so glad that you showed up today. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, we ask Jesus that you come, Father, and teach us in your name, Jesus. Amen. Last week we talked about Lazarus, man. Jesus was on fire, man. People are coming to Jesus. The Sanhedrin's really upset. The Pharisees are mad. They are so mad at Jesus. And Jesus is, is basically going to give his life for us on the cross. The crucifixion must take place on the Passover so that the blood can be an atonement for our sins. Jesus is he's on fire man he's he's ready to roll he's we're we're picking up the pace here and and last week we talked about what's radical is forgiveness man we 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 talked about how Jesus can forgive us all you know it's funny because as we go into John chapter 12 verse 1 you know we can see it where Mary anoints Christ and Mary and Martha were sisters. And, and Mary loved Jesus. And Martha, they, they, they knew Jesus. They, they invited him in. And Mary would sit at Jesus' feet. And she would just listen to Jesus. How radical, man. For the time, just sitting there, listening to our Father from heaven speak His words, His power, His love and his forgiveness and mercy. And I don't believe Jesus was running around with a tire iron beating people with the message. I really think he had compassion. Like when he healed Lazarus. He healed him because he had compassion. Jesus wasn't weeping because he was, oh, what am I going to do? Oh, how am I going to heal him? No, man. Jesus already knew he had to be healed. Jesus did it because he wanted to show the world how much power he had over death. Because Jesus has power over death. And the Sanhedrin's upset. Man, they want to take out Jesus. Now they're, now it's starting to cook. The Pharisees are going to plan to kill Jesus now. And it's getting, it's, it's getting there. When somebody doesn't want to hear the truth, they want to, get, they want to silence you. And Jesus loves you. Listen. Chapter 12, verse 1, you know, Jesus is on a roll, and basically, he's been witnessing, he's been walking around Israel, he's been talking about his father and him, or, or Echad 1, and so basically, Mary is going to anoint Jesus Christ, and chapter 12 says, in six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead. <laughs> Jesus healed him, man, and the, and the Pharisees want to kill him. <laughs> Crazy. 
There they made him a supper. Listen to this. And Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound, man, this is a pound, of a very costly oil of spikenard. And she anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. Wow, she must have had long hair. But listen to this. And the house was filled with the fragrance of oil. Imagine this. Imagine this. Martha, you know, was always worried. And her sister, Mary, used to sit there at Jesus' feet. They knew Jesus. They knew him. They knew he was all about forgiveness and mercy and love. Man, it's in the Bible. Jesus Christ loves us so much that it's, it's beyond capacity to understand. And Jesus is now showing his compassion. You know, Lazarus died and Lazarus is at the dinner table. He's going to eat. He's going to eat some more hummus and falafels and probably some tasty shawarma. And, and <laughs> this is what they ate. This is the key to survival, the kosher food. And Jesus is now, I mean, he's ready to eat. Lazarus is ready to eat. He's, he's probably like, wow. I, I, I mean, he's probably just sitting there going, I was dead. Wow. I'm alive. But guess what happens next? Yeah, you're, you're not going to believe it, but it happens. Here it comes. We always have one of those. What is that? It's meant to be. Listen to this, man. Then Mary took a pound of the the oil. But here in verse 4 says, But one of his disciples, here he comes. Here comes a big bambino, Judas. Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragment? Now, why was this fragment oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Okay, like you're going to give to the poor, Judas. Sure. Listen to this. Then he said, he steady said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. See, he was a thief and he had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. Listen to this. This is important, church, believers, podcast listeners, anyone listening. Listen to this. Satan wants to put a lie in our heart. He puts a thought in our mind of a non-forgiving, a bitter, ugly experience. He wants to put this seed in our brain. And see, Jesus is going to talk about the wheat seed. It's amazing. And this seed, it's not the sow and the seed message where you got to pay money to Jesus to get ahead. No. No, this seed is is the demonic seed the enemy tries to put in the mind of a believer or a non-believer. He puts it, he inserts it in the believer, every uh, non-believer and the believer every day. But the Bible says every man is a liar. Listen, every man is a liar and there's no perfect person in this world. What are you saying, pastor? What I'm saying is don't bite the worm in the water that has a little lie on the end of it. Telling you that you can get ahead by cheating, stealing, robbing, thinking you're going to get ahead of somebody else because Jesus won't let you. <laughs> he won't. What do you mean he won't let me? Listen, Jesus won't let you get ahead in life by being having a bitter spirit or an unforgiving heart or trying to deceive 
somebody else. And that's what Judas was. He was a deceiver. In chapter 13, in chapter 13, we're going to see in the next chapter how, how Judas, was, how Jesus washes the feet of the disciples. Man, this is one of the biggest sermons of my favorite sermons because Jesus gives everyone a chance to come into repentance and to love him. And while he takes their feet, he washes it. And while he's washing it, you know, he guilt trips them. You love me? Remember this, he told Peter. He told his disciples, do you love me? Jesus always gives us a chance. The Bible says there's always a way out of sin. There's always a choice. Choices are made every day, whether you choose to be a follower or choose to be a follower of Satan. The Bible says it's clear. Jesus said you're either for the devil or you're against me. You're either for the you're either for G, you're a child of the of God, or you're a child of the devil. Draw the line. Listen. Listen to this. Judas is a crook. A thief, a liar. But Jesus said, let, let her alone. Listen to him in verse 7. He's going to defend her now. Because Jesus defends us. He says, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. So now he's prophesying already. On the day that he's going to die. And it's got to take place. On the Passover. Pesach. Lama in Hebrew, why? The Bible says in he, Lama means in Hebrew, why? Because the crucifixion has to take place on the Passover because it represents the Passover of the Jewish holiday. Where Egypt and Moses said, let my people go. This was the reason why. And they put... They spiked the blood on the doorpost and the angel said he's coming to take the first child, the first son. And the blood represents the, 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 the Messiah in the future. We see this. We see this in the Bible. From the Old Testament to the New Testament where Jesus is glorified in Isaiah 53. Who was that man? It says, it was Jesus. Daniel chapter 9 prophesizes on the coming of the Lord Jesus but we see in verse 7, Jesus said, let her alone. Jesus has kept this. She has kept this, not Jesus. Verse 3 says, she has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not always have. Amazing. Listen to this. We're going to get really serious about this now. You know, life is funny because, you know, life, life, is, life will pass. Listen, Jesus is going to die. Life will pass. How many people do you know that has died? Life will pass. But it's what you do for Christ that will last. Listen to this. I'm going to say it slowly. Life will pass. But it's what you do for Jesus Christ that will last. Jesus doesn't care what you do on earth as far as how you show off with what money you have or what you do. The poor you will always have because the poor, it's something about the poor. Yeah. The poor doesn't have anything, but you know what they do have? They have each other. And the poor, 
you always have. Because they never lack. It's Listen to this. We'll never lack an opportunity to care for the poor. And being poor is, is, is you know, you may think it's not good, but in a way it's, it's a blessing to some people. And Jesus had compassion on the poor. Jesus had compassion on the poor. Because he loves the poor. He loves the people. God helps those who can't help themselves. You know, you always hear that in the Bible. Oh, God, the, uh, God will help those who people who help can't. You know, that's a gimmick. Listen, God loves the ones who cannot help themselves. Because we're weak. And Jesus is strong. Listen. Listen. We'll always have the poor. But verse 9 says, Now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there. You know, here they come again, man. They want to kill him. And they want to, people are coming to Jesus. When Lazarus died, a lot of Jews came to Jesus. Man, they were, they're upset. They got the rocks ready. In fact, they used to tie up Jesus. Listen to this. Do you know that they blindfolded Jesus? And they used to beat him and say, they would say to Jesus, okay, who hit you now? Prophesy, Lord. Smack on his face. And Jesus would take the beating. And, the prof, and, and they would tell him, prophesy now, Lord. Prophesy. And we beat him. Who beat you now? And Jesus would just take it. He would take it. He would take those beatings for us. Jesus will take the beatings for us when somebody does you wrong. Forgiveness is what Jesus wants. When we're beaten, Jesus will handle it. Listen to me. You may think, no, when am I going to get my just rewards? When am I going to get my just desserts? When are you going to handle it, Jesus? Jesus will handle it when he's ready. Why? Because he wants to show compassion and mercy upon the wrongdoer. He wants to give him a chance to repent and to come clean and say you did him wrong. Jesus is faithful even when we're not. We deserve hell. But Jesus said no. I'm going to come and help you. Listen, 9 says, Now a great many of the Jews, they knew that he was there and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but man, they, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priest plotted to put Lazarus to death also. Now, now they got an order from the, from the chief priest, because on an account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. They're upset. They're mad. And so now the next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast... When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took the branches of palm trees and they went out to meet him and they cried out, Hosanna, blesses he, blesses he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Wow. What does that mean? Listen to this. Psalm 118 says that, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say his mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord now say his mercy endures forever. Listen, listen. Verse 5 says, I called on the Lord in distress and the Lord answered me. And he sent me in a broad place for the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can a man do to me? The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust 
in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Listen, Jesus is saying, don't put your confidence in man. Don't be bitter. I'll protect you. Here they come after Jesus and Lazarus again. And they're saying, bless, Hosanna, bless. The, they took the, the, the branches of the palm tree, and this was the Sunday before Christ arose. It's Palm Sunday. Listen to this. King of Israel. See, Jesus, you know, he didn't want to be king of Israel. He wanted to be king of eternity, heaven. This is the difference between worldly kings and spiritual kings. Now we're cooking, man. Nuggets are coming, man. <laughs> it says, the first 15, and it says in verse 14, Then Jesus, when he had hurt, found a young donkey. He sat on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter, fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. When Jesus was glorified, okay, then they remembered that these things were written about him, that they had done these things to him. Therefore, verse 17, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him up from the dead bore witness. Here we are. Here comes the cooking part. Verse 17, Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him for the dead bore witness. Oh, they witnessed it. Okay, so now we have witnesses. So for this reason, the people also met him because they heard that he had done this sign. Verse 19 says, The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, You see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Momentum's picking up. Things are starting to heat up, man. Listen to this, verse 20. Now there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Of course you do. Of course you wish to see him. Why do you think they want to see Jesus? <laughs> Verse 22 says, Because Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. So now they're getting them ready to go see the Messiah. Literally, they want to go see Jesus now. Watch this. It's going to start cooking. You guys ready? Get your seatbelts on. This is going to be, this is going to be crazy. But Jesus answered them saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Now watch this. Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for, for eternal life. Listen to this. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servants will also, will be also. And if, any, if, if anyone serves me, him, my father, will honor. Here we have it. And we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this, man. This is what it's about. Jesus is using this grain because this grain, this wheat, this, this, this grain, listen to it. He says, he says in verse 24, most, most assuredly I say to you, 
Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. Listen to this. Jesus is talking about a wheat, a seed. If you put it in the ground, it'll die. Okay? Unless the grain dies, when a seed dies, it produces fruit. But life comes by death. Okay? Jesus is saying not only in nature, but also, it's also true spiritually. Jesus was speaking first and foremost of himself. He is the grain of wheat. And his death would produce much fruit and would result in many living for Jesus. We must bear fruit. Jesus says you'll know them by the fruit that they bear. You cannot fake being a believer. Jesus knows when you're full of it. And Satan wants to plant that seed like he did Judas. And he wants to lie to you and manipulate your brain into thinking that you could do something else, but it's a lie. Don't buy into the lie. Buy it into the fruit of Jesus. Take the fruit of Jesus. Jesus produces apples, oranges, and pears. It's not like you go to the store. Listen, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. When you believe in Jesus and you accept Him in your heart, and you realize that He died for you, the fruit of the Holy Spirit comes in you. This fruit then comes out naturally. We don't have to work our way. We don't have to buy our way. We don't have to send money into growing in His Word. We don't have to send money into anywhere. We send it to Jesus Christ by His love and mercy in our life. Those attributes, His attributes from the Father are His, his characteristics of, the, of His Spirit, His gifts, His, his gifts in our lives are outworking into other lives, pouring into other lives. This is what it's about, is by being the example, setting the Christ-like examples every day, like it says in the book of James. Listen, to be doers of the word, not only hearers. James says, a man goes into the mirror and he forgets what he observes. Satan plants a thought in his mind and he buys it, he thinks it's his. It's a lie. That's in the plan of the devil. Then he walks away from the mirror and he forgets what he observes. Jesus is more than the wheat. You want real bread? Trust in Jesus. You want a real good loaf of bread? Trust in the Messiah. You want the fruits to come out of you? Become born again and believe in Jesus. Let him live in you and let people see the love that he has in you. And that love will woo others unto himself. Not to you, not to the pastor, not to the deacon. It's his love. It's his mercy that brings us to his boldness, to his, to, it brings us to his cross. When we love our life, we, we lose it. When we enjoy our life, Jesus said, if you want to serve me, hate your life. Hate the world and what it has to offer. Hate the alcohol. Hate the, 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 un, the sex that, that's not right. That when you're not married, Jesus says, hate it. Get rid of it. Hate sin. Surrender. We're all sinners. We're all liars. We're all sinners. And Jesus says, take your sin. Just like Mary and Martha did. And get to his feet. She washed, his, she washed Jesus' feet with the, the most expensive oil. Because it smelled good. Take, think about this. She took 
her oil, costly oil, and took it to Jesus' feet and rubbed it with her head. She had to be on her knees. You don't just grab your head and okay, stick it to Jesus' feet. Come on, man. Jesus says, get on your knees and bring your first fruits to me. Your love. That's what he wants. Not your money. He doesn't want your money. One of my greatest mentors, Pastor Chuck Smith, told me years ago, Jesus doesn't want your money. One of my great mentors, Billy Graham, used to say, Jesus is coming back. Do you believe this? What makes a man become new again? It's by hating the world and hating what it has to offer. But pastor, I don't know how to do that. Get your mind off of the worldly things and get them on the prize. Jesus is the prize. Jesus is the high priest. The Sadducees and Pharisees are upset. They don't like change. And Jesus is saying, well, here you go. Because I'm going to die soon for the world's sins. Amazing how much love that Christ has for us when we're going through it. And we can't see because the blinders are on, on our eyes, some of us. And the Jews were blinded. The blinders were on their eyes. And no matter what, God allowed the blinders because he had to be crucified. If the blinders were not put on their eyes, why then he would not have died for our sins. But Jesus is removing the blinders now of Israel's eyes and the world's eyes because he loves us. Jesus said, if you love me, hate the world and what it has to offer. Meaning, hate the worldly sinful desires that Satan tries to put in your heart like Judas. Jesus left the scripture for us to meditate to see that we can be like him. And we can be more like Jesus. Follow me. Self-sacrifice. Jesus set the example of hating life in this world. So that he could accomplish eternal purposes. Look at Philippians chapter 2, chapter two, verse 5 and 8. You know, Jesus talks about it. Jesus wants you guys to understand that you're not alone in this world. You're not, you're not alone. And Jesus loves you. And he's saying, listen. In verse 27, he says, he said, I... In verse 26, if, if, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servants will be also. He's there for you. He's never left you. And he'll never leave you nor forsake you, the Bible says. And when he takes your sins, listen, he buries them at the bottom of the abyss, the Bible says. And he never throws them back in your face. Listen, you could, you could go sin tomorrow, not, not willfully. It's the habitual sinners that Jesus doesn't believe are really saved. Remember, it's the fruit you can tell. You could sin tomorrow. We, we sin today. We're sinners. I'm not saying to sin. But if you sin, Jesus says you have an advocate, the Father, me, Jesus. And check this out. Satan says, the devil says, you, you can't be forgiven. Jesus says, you can. And Jesus takes these sins and he buries them in the bottom of the ocean. Try getting down there. Takes a long time to get there. That's pretty heavy. Your sins. And he buries them. And he never throws them back in your face. He forgets. 
He really forgets. And he forgives. And we start a new life with Jesus. It's the cross. Son of Man is going to be lifted up soon. The Son of Man is going to be lifted up. And he's going to be lifted up. It says next week we're going to talk about it. The Son of Man is going to be lifted up and he's talking about the cross. Jesus is going to die on the cross for our sins. And are we ready? Mary and Martha and Lazarus are on a, on a journey. These are the believers God is using to touch the lives of many. And Jesus wants to use you. Jesus wants to raise us. Jesus is saying, are you a Lazarus spiritually? Are you dead spiritually? Because if you are, I can raise you. Jesus is saying, Martha and Mary, I can use you. Are you ready? Jesus wants to use you. He wants, Satan wants to abuse you and Jesus wants to use you. Remember, it's, Jesus has compassion and mercy. But life will pass. What you do for Jesus Christ is the only thing that will last. Eternity with Jesus is more than a million dollars on earth. Eternity is worth more than getting ahead and robbing and stealing like Judas. It's about serving others and serving Jesus. And you may think, I'm not going to get mine then. Oh no, you're going to get yours. Jesus is going to bless you because he's faithful. He sees your sacrifices. He knows who you are. He knows everybody. Father, we thank you for this time, Lord, in Jesus' name. We just pray that if anyone out there, anybody online listening to this service or the sermon here, understands that we're, we're, we're sinners and God loves us. We don't have to work our way or spend money. It's about you, Jesus, and about your mercy, grace, and it's about having that personal relationship with you. We thank you for this, Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys, and thank you for, for growing and coming to Growing in His Word. You could also find our sermons on growinginhisword.com. Please feel free to drop an email and give us some input. We love you guys, and we thank you for listening. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.